Hello, 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 and welcome to the sixth episode of The Richest Man in Babylon by George S. Klassen. In the previous episodes, we went through the first five cures that Arkad imparted to the hundred men of Babylon who were gathered before him to understand how not only to build wealth, but sustain it over a long period of time. In this episode, we will look at the sixth and the seventh cure. So let's begin. The sixth cure is titled, Ensure a Future Income. Arkad begins by saying, The life of every man proceeded from his childhood to his old age. This is the path of life and no man may deviate from it unless God has prematurely called him. Therefore, it behooves me to understand that many men do not secure the future income for their family in such a situation that they, they are no longer able to provide for them. He advises the men gathered before him that they should plan certain investments or provisions that may endure safely for many years and will be available to those that need it because they have anticipated it. How can one do this? Arkad suggests three ways. The first is as simple as possible, save up for a rainy day. How can one do this? By keeping a certain amount hidden from the rest of the world at a place where only he knows. He says that this may not be the best technique because no matter how hard and how much you try to hide treasure, thieves always have a way to loot it. Therefore, it needs to be secure. The second way a man can secure his wealth for the future need of his family is by buying a house or land for this purpose. If wisely chosen, Arkad says, as to their usefulness and value in the future, they are permanent in their value and their earnings, or their state would provide well for his purpose. Again, this is a traditional example which might not be very well represented in the modern world. Nonetheless, this is a way to secure future income because a house provides two things. One is it provides, if it has been paid for, provides a roof over people's head for a long period of time. The other is in such a situation that uh, in such a situation when there is no way to provide or there is no way to receive any sort of future income, a house, a land, a piece of property can always be sold at probably a high valuation and, and the money that is received from it can be used for a long period of time. The third, Arkad says, is through means of loans or debt. A man may loan a sum to the money lender and increase it at regular periods. The rental which the money lender adds to this will largely add to its increase. He narrates a story of a sandal maker named Ansan, who for eight years deposited two pieces of silver with the money lender and it accumulated to more than a thousand and forty pieces of, of silver after an eight-year period. Arkad says that surely when such a small payment made with regularity both produces such profitable results, no man can afford not to ensure a treasure for his old age and the protection of his family. No matter how prosperous his business and his investments may be, a certain small sum of money should always be left aside for not only future situations, but future unfortunate situations 
which when arrives mean that there is no way to generate future income and the money that you have left aside will always come to your benefit he also narrates a hope in those times where a situation or a sort of process will come forth which secures future means of income even after a person has died this of course is the example of insurance arkad arkad suggests in my mind rests the belief that some day wise thinking men will devise a plan to insure against death whereby many men pay in but a trifling sum regularly the aggregate making a handsome sum for the family of each member who passeth to the beyond some day do i feel that such a plan shall come to pass and be a great blessing to many people because even the first small payment will make available a snug fortune for the family of a member should he pass on therefore the sixth cure reads for a lean person to a man no longer able to earn or a family without its head is a sore tragedy therefore every man must provide in advance for the needs to thy growing age and the protection of thy family the seventh cure is titled increase thy ability to earn arkad starts this chapter by narrating a story of a man who came to him in order to borrow some money he said i don't have enough earnings to pay for my expenses and i have gone to my employer my boss to ask for a raise but he hasn't given this to me arkad tells uh, arkad uses this story to narrate the desire in the man to increase his capacity to earn he says within him was a strong desire to earn more a proper and commendable desire he says preceding accomplishment must be desire the desires must be strong and definite now preceding anything that is large anything that is measurable anything that is relevant anything that is important to you there is always a desire to achieve it if you want to make a certain amount of money there is always a desire to achieve that if you want to buy a particular asset if you want to reach a certain position within the company if you want to attain a certain education uh, educational qualifi qualification anything that is large has to have a desire which precedes it in the simplest sense or at least in the sense that we understand the wealth perspective for a man to desire five pieces of gold is a tangible desire which he can press to fulfillment arkad says meaning that it is not enough to simply say i desire gold it is important to clearly measure that amount that you desire it can be five pieces of gold it can be a certain sum of money but it has to be measurable it has to be sensible it has to be relevant to you this arkad says is the process by which wealth is accumulated first in small sums driven by small desires then in larger ones as a man learns and becomes more capable he says desires must be two things and two things only 
they need to be simple and they need to be definite. Desires are often defeated by themselves when they are either too many desires, too confusing desires taking you in several different directions or beyond a man's training to accomplish. He says, as a man perfected himself in his calling, even so doth his ability to earn increases. Therefore, whatever you're doing, if you do it better, if there's a scope for improvement, and if you desire to increase that scope of improvement, then your ability to earn increases accordingly. He narrates his own story, that of a scribe, which we learned earlier in the chapter. He says, more interest in work, more concentration on task, more persistent in effort, and behold, few men, including myself, could carve more tablets, more tablets in a day than the rest. He says, the man who seeks to learn more of his craft shall always be richly rewarded. This is similar to the tale narrated by Cal Newport in the book that was mentioned earlier in, in an episode. Uh, name of the book is so good they can't ignore you where he mentions a point called career capital or building career capital, which means that in order to get better and better at a career to a point where it feels like play, you need to build something called career capital. That is just getting better at the core skill of your career or getting better at ancillary skills around that career that support your career. Therefore, Arkad urges the men who are listening to him, the hundred men of Babylon. I urge all men to be in the front rank of progress and not to stand still, lest they be left behind. Ambition drives everything. He says that there are four skills or four traits that need to be imparted by men or anyone who wants to build consistent, comparable wealth over long periods of time. First is honesty. He must pay his debts with all the promptness within his power, not purchasing that for which he is unable to pay. Second, responsibility. He must take care of his family that they may think and speak well of him. Third, priority. He must make a will of record in case the gods call him. And lastly, compassion. He must have compassion upon those who are injured and smitten by misfortune and aid them within reasonable limits. This is the seventh cure for a lean purse. To become more skillful, to act as to respect thyself. With this, he ends his seven cures and tells the hundred men gathered before him. There is more gold in Babylon, my students, than thou dreams of. There is abundance for all. We often think that there's a limit on the world's wealth. But the more value create, the more wealth is created. And if you think that wealth is already held or hoarded by a few people and it is never going to be relinquished from them, wealth will never come to you because your, desire are, your desires are inhibiting themselves. Now with that, I conclude this chapter. 
But let's look back at the seven cures that Arkad has taken us through in the past three episodes. The first cure, fatten thy purse. For each 10 coins you put in, spend nine. Cure number two, control thy desires. Do not spend more than nine tenths of your income and budget your expenses. Cure number three, multiply thy gold. Make money work for you. Cure number four, keep the gold safe. Safety of principle, liquidity of payment, and interest upon interest. Cure number five, own thy home and control thy savings. Cure number six, ensure thy future. Protect your family's future while you still have the income to. Lastly, cure number seven, increase thy ability to earn skills, wisdom, respect, cultivate them and watch your wealth multiply. That's it from this chapter and this episode. If there's any way I can improve this podcast, this video, please let me know. That's all from me, Akash. I'm out.